Hey, welcome to You But Funny. My name's Kevin Rogers, and I'm here with my man, Max Ham. What's up, Max? Hey, man, it's good to be back. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Listen, here's what you're listening to. It's a six-part podcast series, and we're going to help you be yourself, but funnier. So this is especially for you if you, are, if you have a product to sell, if you're marketing something, you've created a product, you've got a business, you make videos, you're, you're trying to get attention for yourself and your business, maybe you're looking to grow a tribe. These are things that Max and I specialize in. We're both stand-up comics and we're both direct response copywriters. That means we write ads that get the sale, that get the opt-in, that get people paying attention to your stuff. And I spent 10 years as a stand-up comic in my 20s, and then I spent another decade as a freelance direct response copywriter. And I recently went back into comedy to perform with my friend Billy Gardell, who you may know of from the show Mike and Molly. And he challenged me to come open his show in front of 2,000 people, even though I hadn't been on stage as a comic in over 10 years. And so I took him up on his challenge. It went very well, pleased to say. And now I pursue both things with equal passion. And so Max and I, I think, are really qualified to help you do this. And we're going to dive right in right now with a clip from a friend of mine named Danny Bevins. And I want you to enjoy this piece of stand-up comedy and pay close attention to what Danny's doing in this bit because we're going to teach you a really cool comedic framework called Punch Counterpunch based on this bit. So right now, just enjoy Danny Bevins. I love this state. I really do. But I, I don't want to defend it when I'm not here. I don't, because I, people, we've allowed it to happen, right? There's a Florida man thing that's just become, so if you say you're from Florida, like when I'm on the road and somebody, where are you from? I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just know. You just know what's coming, right? And I'm like, Florida, and they're like, oh, Florida man, I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> oh my God, it's great, right? Whatever crazy person in your state does something stupid, we all get to see it and laugh at it. <laughs> anyway, the one I saw, he got arrested um, for masturbating in a chicken suit on a Ferris wheel, right? <laughs> And I'm like, first of all, it was a chicken mask, okay? <laughs> Second of all, it was a drawbridge. And third, the guy is from Buffalo! Buffalo! He's not from Florida. Why is that? How, how is Florida, man? You can't call him if he's not from, you know. And we deserve it, right? We, Florida is like the field of dreams for morons, right? We built it and they just come, right? They get in their cars, everything fails where they are. Like, we're going to Florida, right? And they're, and they're oh, the whole way, we're going to live on the beach. And you're like, you're not going to be close to the beach. You're going to be 12 miles just sweating and fighting cockroaches. We're going to be beach bums. You got that half right. You're going to be riding a bike with a 12-pack of beer and smoking a cigarette trying to cross the road. I know you are. 
I know you are. Ruining my state, right? But it doesn't matter. Wherever you go, they say, well, George Zimmerman. You're like, he's from Virginia. Casey Anthony is from Ohio. That homeless guy who they do that ate that homeless guy's face, the bath salt zombie, is from Haiti. Do you see where I'm going with this? Our Native Americans, the Seminole Indians, are from Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, they're snowbirds. Okay, awesome. Max, so that's a great piece of stand-up from Danny Bevins. And again, we're going to get into why we played that clip for you, aside of it being hilarious. <laughs> and we're going to teach you a really important framework right here in episode one of You But Funny. That's right. And as you'll see, this is the fastest way for you to stand out, whatever it is that you're selling in whatever market, because Kevin, we talk about this a lot, man. It's not enough to just do knowledge anymore. That's right. right. That's right. Uh, knowledge content on its own is dwindling. People's attention spans are short. And yep. as you'll see in the series, we're going to give you quick, fast frameworks to get that attention and get you, get that following really, really, really fast. Yeah. Look, I mean, you know, if you're in, um, especially if you're in direct response marketing, what we do, Max, is we we promote a lot of info products, right? Yeah. And in an info product, there's an expert behind the product. And you want to, what's cool about our industry is that people are always teaching great stuff all the time. And so, you know, the way it works for us, and this is helpful with whatever kind of business you're in, uh, is you want to give away great content, high value content. You know, I can think of an example of, of a guy I know named Dean Jackson. He spends $8,000 to run an ad in say Entrepreneur or Success Magazine, and he gives away his whole system in the ad itself. But it still leads to an unbelievable conversion rate for people opting in to his product, buying his product, even though he just gave it all to them in the ad, they still want further instruction from Dean. And so that's an example of how we give really high value content away in this industry and it's a really smart thing to do. It can be counterintuitive, but it's incredibly effective. Now, the problem is that if that's not enough anymore. I think it's something you have to do, Max, right? You've got to give away high value stuff, but it's you've got to also now infuse entertainment into it on some level. That's right. Especially if you're not currently at that guru level, you know, you talked about Dean Jackson if you're on the come up and it's, it's tough to get that groove with people following you and actually interacting with your stuff, this is a great way to beat resistance and get attention really fast. And the beauty of that is that we're going to show you exactly how to do it without taking the big risk because a lot of people fear using humor yeah. to do this unfortunate backlash. But for the most part, we've done enough in marketing and in comedy to know exactly what works and what doesn't. Yeah, that's, that's right. And, so just to be clear, when I say you but funny, I don't mean you're going to put on some Groucho glasses <laughs> or <laughs> slip on a banana peel, you know. Yeah, uh, around with puppets. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. We could teach people uh, ventriloquism. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your puppet's name is Johnny. And Johnny's kind of surly. And he uh, says things that you would never say, 
But it's okay because every time he does it, you just say, Johnny, don't say that. And then you can get away with anything. It's perfect. And then we'll blame it on Johnny's drinking problem. <laughs> you know, Max, I don't know if you've been around the, the stand-up trenches enough to know. I know a ventriloquist, more than one, whose dummy has been ha repaired because some drunk in the audience like got up and cracked a bottle over the dummy's head. You know? <laughs> That's where like every ventriloquist has that story where some drunk will just attack the puppet for being so nasty. <laughs> I think that's why you don't see magicians or guys anymore. <laughs> that's right. They're just all get, they've been murdered. So, you know, your humor may be subtle. It may be over the top, but a couple of important keys here. If the idea of trying to be a funnier you makes you uncomfortable or you're thinking ah it's a it's it's you know it's a great idea it's just something i would never do look you can practice this totally behind the scenes the amazing thing about being a business owner in this day and age is that everybody's uh an entertainer now right you look at facebook and instagram and twitter everybody basically is presenting this other part of their life where we've essentially all become entertainers on some level we have this persona that we put out to the world and we are in constant awareness of how different parts of that persona are resonating based on i mean and it's instantaneous max i mean how many likes did that get right you know you get off a great quip in somebody's uh, facebook thread and like, you know, nine or, or 10 people like your comment, you're like, oh, that's great. That wasn't even my post. I just got off a great line and all these people acknowledged it. I'm a hero in this thread, right? <laughs> yeah. And so that's you being funny, right? That moment, what is your sense of humor? What is your take on the world? We're gonna talk a lot in this series about persona. We're gonna give you a few different frameworks to help you understand how stand-ups approach writing jokes, how a stand-up comic can get on stage and establish who they are, their point of view on things, and win over an audience. Isn't it an amazing thing for a seemingly the same as everybody else in the room person to walk up there, you know, with nothing, just them and a microphone and start talking and have people, you know, convulsing in their seats within minutes. That's a pretty fascinating art form. It's, it's, there's nothing else like it. And it's not magic. It's, it, you know, it, it, there, there are magic moments in stand-up, don't get me wrong, but you can understand how this works and it won't ruin comedy for you either. <laughs> Believe me, Max and I love the, the craft of stand-up comedy and we don't want to be the guys that sort of show you, show you what's inside the magic trunk and have you analyzing comedy all the time when you watch it instead of enjoying it. That won't happen, but what will happen is after you hear these six episodes, you'll suddenly be the smartest guy in the room or smartest girl in the room when you're sitting around watching stand-up because you'll understand what's going on and that alone will help you become a much better entertainer, which we all are now. Yeah, it's like you'll be able to see the matrix when, mm -hmm. when, some, when somebody's up on stage giving a talk or doing any sort of pitch, you'll, you'll start to see either the times when they could have used humor and bonded more with the audience 
or the times where they actually did it and you'll be like, okay, I see, yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, exactly right. And we're going to do something cool in an upcoming episode. We're going to show you some speeches. So if you're a presenter or, you know, you have speeches you give or PowerPoints, you know, doing the monthly quarterly earnings update or whatever, and you'd go, my God, we got to spice this up. You're going to see exactly how most speakers, whenever anyone's giving a presentation, they're essentially using comedic frameworks, but they're never get, they're never delivering the joke, the punchline, right? And so I bet if you have ever given a presentation or have one coming up and you've already sort of outlined it, the comedic frameworks we're going to teach you are inside your talk already. And we're going to help you see that moment where we go, oh, I have a choice right there to actually go for the laugh. And I wasn't even thinking of it. Now you'll think of it and you'll have the option to go for the laugh right there. And Max, let's talk for a second about the power of getting a laugh with your audience, whether it's through video, whether it's in a live presentation. There's some real hard science behind why this is so important. Yeah. What's really interesting is that there's a book called The Psychology of Humor, and they did a study, I believe it was in 1986, where they tried to score the population overall in the United States based on sense of humor. And what they found was really surprising. They found that 50% of the population actually score below average on sense of humor. Mm. So th this, first of all, opens up a couple of things for you. As a business owner, that means 50% of your competition are boring. <laughs> and and That's right. just because you're here and you're going to go through the series, it means you, you already have a leg up. You have an unfair advantage. And you don't have to turn into a stand-up comedian to make humor work. Just a couple of formulas and you, you're automatically armed with something that you can light the room with. And one of the most recent studies came out of Scientific American by Jennifer Welsh. It was in 2011. And they found that bonding is never stronger, resistance never lower, and, and attention never higher than after a laugh because of the feel-good chemicals and the endorphins that are released right after a laugh. So you can see how powerful this is when it comes to getting a crystal clear message across to your audience. Absolutely, right, it's huge. And you know, it, I can, when we guide you to, we're gonna give you lots of cool stuff on the page that we guide you to here. And so there'll be a lot of supplemental stuff because we get that this is audio and you're maybe driving or you're at the gym and you can't, you know, stop to uh, see examples of what we're talking about. But we do have lots of examples because I know for me, that's the only way I can learn. I, I get what you're saying, but I got to see it in action. So we're going to give you all these frameworks so you can see them in action. And one of them, Max, is exactly what you're saying here where you know it's so powerful to get the laugh and you'll see where people respond so much better when you lower their resistance and let them in on the joke. It's an, incre an incredibly powerful bonding tool. I'll give you an example from my world. I, I make a lot of, I do a thing because I'm known in our industry as the comedian who's now a copywriter, right? And so I did a little sort of a spoof on Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee. I do comedian in a car talking copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, I turn on the camera that's safely mounted to my windshield, by the way. I'm not one of these jagoffs driving around 
with one hand, you know, not paying attention to the road. But I'll record a quick co uh, copywriting tip from my car. And they're pretty popular. People like them. And I do them from the car wash sometimes. That's a great place to do it because I'm not driving. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because it's so loud in there, right? And so I made probably three or four of these in the car wash and they got, you know, a fair amount of views and people enjoyed them. But I realized that, you know, this is not really ideal because there are points where it's hard to hear what I'm saying. So, and the funny thing also, Max, is I only think to do these like the second I'm actually pulling into the car wash, you know? <laughs> and, and so I'm like about to pay, like, I don't, you know, where you just drive in the thing, you know? Yeah. And, you, and you pay at the automated machine. And I'm like, oh crap, I'm going in the car wash. I should make one of those videos. And I'll literally in, in, in seconds think, all right, what can I teach? And because I've been doing this a long time, I'll think of something to teach and I'll know what I want to say about it. And I just totally riff it and it usually works out pretty well. So for a recent one, I thought, well, you know, what would be funny is if I do one of these and I say, I'll just call it the single greatest copywriting tip ever given, <laughs> right? And I'll just make it sound like it's the most insightful, compelling revelation ever. But the joke will be, just as I get to the good part, the car wash will get so loud that you can't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> and so the way I did it was I sat in the car wash and I just talked as if I was giving great information. And at key points, I would just move my mouth, but not say any words. And then I went back in just on right on my iPhone in iMovie, just to show how incredible it, it, the, you know, the power in our pocket to produce video, I was able to go in and turn up the volume on those moments a little bit more. So it just gave it that extra comedic effect. And then I released this video and that was it. It was no hint that it was not real. It just said, you know, great, the single greatest copywriting tip ever given. And then that was the video. And the, the, the responses to that thread were, were great because you know, it's equally enjoyable to have people in on the joke. So, you know, people are having fun with it going, wow, that was mind blowing, Kevin, that's your best one yet. And you can tell that they totally get the joke. And then there's a few people going, I actually couldn't hear what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are my favorite because you're like, oh God, it, it makes everyone who gets the joke bond even further because there's a couple of, you know, Dunderheads who just don't even get it. They're, It'll they're, take them a couple of days. It's okay. Yeah, they'll, they'll get it eventually. <laughs> I did another one where I, I made a, a faux testimonial for one of my business coaches talking about how I used to, when I started coaching with him, I was living in this trash can. And then I show them how, but through the power of this coaching, I was able to move into a dumpster, you know? And, I, and again, people wrote to me privately going, man, I didn't know that story. <laughs> It's terrible, man. If you ever need anything, I'm like, are you serious? You think I lived in a dumpster? <laughs> but so it's a great, it's a great thing to understand that if you just, it doesn't, you know, this isn't an elaborate process. It's just about having that mindset of going, where are the opportunities to do something people aren't expecting, yeah. loosen up and have some fun. And man, it really resonates with people. And, and the beauty of what you did there, Kev, is that First of all, it, 
it already bonds you even more with your current audience. But if these are people who have never seen you before, they're, they're going to be intrigued because yeah. they never see this type of stuff anywhere on the internet. Yeah. Especially in our, in our industry. Yeah. Like yeah. there's stuff that's supposed to be funny, like funny or die. Right. And then there's YouTubers who get rich just doing ridiculous stuff. Yeah. More like a reality show. But when you, and this is the power of what we're teaching because this is specifically for, you know, product creators, business owners, copywriters, entrepreneurs who, you know, you're, you're, you, you want everybody in your industry. And like Max said, first of all, they're boring by just the stats of it, right? Like half of them have literally no sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, you know, 80% of the other half are so worried about being taken seriously, right? Or being yeah. validated yeah. that they would never think to loosen up and, you know, make fun of themselves or be lighthearted or, or risk having someone be confused about whether they're actually serious or not. <laughs> and when you're willing to do that, it shows a vulnerability about yourself that really sends your trust factor through the roof. So there's a lot of psychology behind what we're going to talk about in these six episodes. But let's get to our first framework right now, Max. Again, you guys heard Danny up at the top. And we're going to teach you now something Danny's doing in that bit. And this is really powerful for you, even if you don't incorporate humor with it. So this is a framework that is especially powerful if you use it in comedy or when injecting comedy into your messaging, but even on its own, it's a very proven, very powerful way to get people paying attention to you. So we call it punch counter punch. And it goes like this. If you think about Danny's bit, there's some things going on there that make it work. And we're going to break it down a little bit. So punch counter punch is essentially you take a topic that everybody thinks they, they, they know how they feel about it. They, they, they embrace their opinion of it. And even though they, they might not have thought it through very well, there's just a known perception about how people think and feel about something in your industry. And then what you do is you say, you acknowledge that and you say, but what if it's actually this way instead? right? And then it's sort of a hear me out moment. So you're taking a commonly held perception and you're sort of kicking over the anthill and you're saying, now here's my argument. Here's why you should listen to me. And it's incredibly powerful because it shakes people out of their long held belief. You know, you see this in politics all the time, Max, right? It's the idea of we're going to make change. You know, Donald Trump, is a great example of someone who, you know, politics aside, craziness aside, uh, <laughs> yeah, did an, ama a, an amazing job of using punch counter punch to say things, this is how things are. We need to stop thinking of it this way and think of it this way instead. And people obviously rallied behind him in a big way. So in, in punch counter punch, thinking of Danny's bit, Max, we've got all the elements there. So it starts out with the commonly held belief that Florida is where all the crazy stuff in the world in, in America happens. Yeah. Right? 
you know, it, it is just the, uh, an accepted joke that Florida is, you know, where all the, the, the crazies live and who knows what's in the water here, but the, the wackiest news ever comes out of Florida. You see it on all the late night talk shows and Florida's a punchline. Okay, great. So, but then Danny says, but hold on. I have an argument against this. It's actually not Florida. If you, if you actually look more closely, you'll see that the stories that are most famous that happen in Florida are people who aren't even from here, right? And then he gives examples. You know, Casey Anthony is from Ohio. You know, somebody else is from Buffalo. You know, the guy who ate the homeless dude's face because he was on bath salts was from Haiti, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and through Danny's like sort of, you know, rage over this, you're laughing hysterically, but you're being convinced the whole time. And so there's a, so punch, counter punch, really simple. You take a commonly held belief and then you make a bold statement about why that's actually not true. And then you really have people's attention. And if you can get them to laugh while they're listening, well, now their mind is open. And then you lay out your argument for your case. And then at the end, you know, you sort of sum up what they should do instead with their new set of beliefs. Yeah. And Danny did a very important part of the framework, too, is he established his authority and credibility. Mm -hmm. He said, because if it was some dude from Colorado talking about Florida, nobody like nobody would listen. But right. Danny went, uh, guys, I'm I'm a third gen Floridian. I'm I'm so Floridian that I get invited to executions. <laughs> <laughs> right. He said, yeah, I get a punch card. Yeah, two yeah. more, and I get to pull the lever. Right. So now the audience knows, like, okay, this guy's actually legitimate. He's got something to say. He's lived here for a long time. So let's hear him out. Exactly. Right. It's a, it's a, yeah. Important point, Max, that, you know, you, you've got to have legitimacy and you have to very boldly point out why you're a legitimate authority on this topic for it to work. We've seen this used a lot in our industry where people will, you know, well, I've been saying it about this series. I say, you know, my punch counterpunch is knowledge content is dead. If they don't feel it, they're going to forget it and they're going to forget you, right? So, you know, the commonly held belief is give away lots of good stuff and, you know, people will, you know, trust you and want to buy more of your stuff. Well, I'm saying that was true, but because of how things have evolved with social media and the way we consume content these days, knowledge content, even if it's valuable, is not enough. If it's boring, it's going to get ignored. They've got to feel it. And the greatest way to get somebody to feel is by having them laugh. And I say all the time to back that up, Max, I say, look, and then this is an important key. You want to give some evidence. So when I make that statement, knowledge content is dead. If they don't feel it, they're going to forget it. I say, think of how many great pieces of content you come across and you think, oh, wow, I've really got to read this. Or you, you bookmark it, or you might download a video and save it to your hard drive. Well, because there's so much of this stuff, I know that like me, everybody's got a whole hard drive full of stuff that they really feel like they should consume, but just never got around to, right? Yeah, Years yeah. of this stuff. And th but then I say, so let's, admit, let's all admit that, that we can't consume fast enough to keep up with all this great knowledge content, but 
what happened the last time that you interacted with a piece of content that made you really feel something, right? Maybe it was a, a funny video or maybe it was a sad video or it was somebody's Facebook post where they were pouring their heart out. What did you do right after you consumed that? First thing you did was you liked it. You clicked some button that gave your approval to it. The second thing you, you probably did was share it. So you're spreading the word on this. That's deep engagement with that content. And then the third thing you probably did was you somehow signed up to get more content from that same source, right? So if it was funny, you might have joined a, a YouTube page. You might have joined a Facebook page or followed somebody's Instagram feed. So those are, that's everything we want from, from people's attention in Marketing Max, right? We always say the most important thing, the most valuable thing somebody can pay you upfront is not money, it's their attention and what you do with that attention is essential to the growth of your business. That's right. And the best part is that you don't have to change who you are. You don't have to uh, go all wacky and start going, doing goofy stuff. This is, this is, these are all frameworks and, and formulas you can use within your philosophy, your character, and your outlook on the world. Right on. So that's going to wrap it up for this first episode. We want to keep these tight. We want these to be very consumable. You're going to get big light bulb takeaway moments in all six of these. So subscribe to the series right now. Make sure you get them all. You consume them. And we're going to give you lots of cool stuff at this URL that I can't remember right now. And then Max is going to tell me what it is. And then I'm going to say it so you'll know to go there. It's copychief.com slash funny. <laughs> Perfect. How could I forget that? Copychief.com forward slash funny. And when you go there, we will ask you for your email so that we can send you all the cool stuff and that we can remind you to listen to all the episodes. We're not going to bombard you with stuff. We're not going to send you a bunch of stuff you didn't ask for. If you like this series and you want to learn this stuff, we want to help you do it. And so go sign up there and we'll only send you valuable stuff based on this topic. Copychief.com forward slash funny. And I hope you enjoy this. We want to hear your feedback. You'll see how you can contact, contact us on that page. This is all very interactive. We want to see how you're using this stuff so we can keep making it cooler and better for you. Max, in the next episode, we are going to talk about some of the perils of comedy. And we're going to show a couple examples of how things can go really wrong really fast. Yeah. As we say, humor and comedy is a beast, but it's, it's a tameable one if yeah. you do it right. And we're going to start off the next episode with a couple of blunders. One is quite famous and the other one is not so famous, but it's still pretty bad. And, Very cringeworthy. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, basically, you want to be on the other side of the fence when this stuff happens. Yeah. So we're going to teach you how to do this. We're going to teach you how to do it right. So to start that, we're going to show you a couple times it went really wrong. And then we're going to give you, uh, we're going to talk more about persona. Persona is key. That is step one. You've got to establish your persona. We're going to give you formulas and examples of how persona works. So we'll see you on the next You But Funny. Thanks for listening. See you next time.